everyone. My name is Dr. Rebecca Lee McCarthy and welcome to Alignment with Rebecca. My degree is to give, uh, to give you a bit of an introduction to myself. My degree is in comparative studies. So I studied uh, rhetoric and communication, philosophy, and also sociology. For the most part, in my day job, I am a communication and ethics instructor, uh, but I've been on medical leave for oh, a little bit off and on for the past year. I've had to be uh, dealing with fibromyalgia, and I've also been battling cancer. So I thought to myself, how can I help folks anyways uh, with uh, communicating and grounding themselves and taking care of themselves in a world in which it's very difficult to do right now. So I started Alignment with Rebecca, and this is technically my first official broadcast. I tried to do it earlier this morning, but we had uh, multiple technical issues. <laughs> so here I am back. We'll normally be meeting at 9 a.m. Utah time. That's mountain time for folks. And uh, today's broadcast is a little late, but you know, why put off what you can do today, right? So uh, the format that I like to do is I like to talk a little bit, uh, little snippets of information about how we can communicate a little bit more compassionately to ourselves and with others in our communities, as well as ideas such as ethics and meditation and grounding. I start off the day with the intention of a small talk in which we talk about a little bit about communication or ethics or related topics. Uh, we might talk a little bit about Ayurveda, which is the healing system from India that came to us from almost 5,000 years ago, but now has been really integrated in a modern point of view and with science. So there will be a variety of topics, and we'll look at them a little bit at a time, and then what we'll do is we'll end up going into a very small meditation in order to help ground ourselves for the day. Today I want to talk to us a little bit about how to deal with people when, well, they tend to be a little bit emotional. We see this a lot right now. I mean, we have COVID, obviously, and COVID is creating a lot of stress on us individually. We are social beings. Uh, we define ourselves through our social interactions, our knowledge, comes from social interactions, the things we are told, the things we read, the things that feel true to us. And when all of these kind of concrete social interactions are taken away from us, we flail, if you will. We have a hard time dealing with our emotions. We have a hard time dealing with the emotions of other people. And we've seen this a lot lately. If you look on just about any news feed, you'll notice uh, people getting angry at people for wearing masks, for not wearing masks, for having one political affiliation or having a different political affiliation. And also the news creates a situation where it's inviting us to be more reactive. We have uh, two automatic kind of nervous system functions in our body, the, sympathet the, the sympathetic system and the parasympathetic system. The sympathetic system gives us a lot of energy, but it also sends us right into that fight and flight 
biological response. That's when our heartbeat starts to get bigger. Uh, it's when anxiety happens. And for the most part, we are in that space right now. We are in a reactive space and also a biological space of reaction. When we're in the reactive space, that's the equivalent of the psychological effect of the biological fight or flight system. And the problem with being in this space is that we have a very difficult time acting consciously. So what we end up doing is we react. So somebody say, hey, you're an asshole, and you go, screw you, asshole. That's reacting. And we go into it in a very quick way because we're trying to defend ourselves. And this defense mechanism is very, very natural. And when we were uh, younger human beings in the grand scheme of the world, we needed it. If there, there were a lot of threats and we needed to react to those threats in a very direct and a very quick way. But today, we also understand that a lot of perceived threats are just that, they're perceived. We think people are threatening us, and they are possibly in a verbal way. But we can take down that, that reactive response so that we can respond in a more active way. We can think about our responses. But that's difficult to do. It's mostly difficult to do because we have all these chemicals that start to be released within our biological system. And those chemicals override any thinking processes. So what we need is just a few tools in our toolbox, if you will, to be able to do a better job at helping people cognitively react rather than just reacting in an emotional space. So I'm going to give you a few tips today, and then we're going to go on to a little meditation. I'll continue this series about how to deal with emotional selves tomorrow when we look about how we can take ourselves down from an emotional peak. But today, let's just go with the theme that we're seeing in the world and look a little bit about how we can help our fellow friends and even people we don't know get into a better place so that they can reasonably discuss any issues they may be experiencing. First thing is you have to try to avoid reacting. And this is super duper hard. I mean, somebody cuts you off on the road, right? The first thing you do is go butthead or asshole or whatever term you use. Uh, bad person. Uh, poophead was my favorite when I was growing up. And we don't think about the reasons why that person may be cutting us off. And that's part of the reason why we go into an immediate reactive space. It's a really good idea, instead of just reacting, to go into a space of question asking. And what I'm talking about are clarifying questions. This is a term we often use in communication studies. And it means we're just talking to the other person to clarify what is going on with them at that moment in time. And this requires us to be calm. The best way to calm yourself is to quietly take a couple very deep breaths, breathe in, breathe out, and this will immediately react to your system, your whole system that has all of those different chemicals going on that immediately tells your body, hey, it's okay, 
Nothing really bad is happening at this very moment. We can calm ourselves down. And it's amazing how just a couple deep breaths will really change your physical body and your ability to stop, think, and then reason back. Clarifying questions is our ability to ask the other person, hey, what's going on with you? Can you explain that to me in a concrete way? I'm, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you mean by this or whatever it happens to be. By offering clarifying questions, we are partly putting the responsibility on the other person to really think about what is going on with them and why they are reacting the way they are reacting. So, for example, if somebody has asked another person to put a mask on in a public place and that other person reacts, as we've seen a few individuals do online, you could say, hey, 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 I'm not trying to be rude or offensive. I just, I don't understand your point of view with this. Could you, could you explain it to me? Could you clarify that for me? Now, this isn't going to work in every instance. I'm not saying it's going to work in every instance. Uh, people are unique. We are all caught up in our own worlds and our own crap and our own shit, if you will. But you are going to have a better chance when everything's said and done to calm down the situation by just asking a few clarifying questions. The other thing I would like to suggest is to try to avoid advising responses. So what's an advising response? Well, that's when we offer unbidden advice to somebody. You know, you would be a lot healthier if you put on the damn mask. That's an advising response. Or, you know, why don't you go see somebody for help? That's an advising response. Advising response can be extremely helpful when we have been asked for our advice. Now, sometimes we don't know if our advice is needed, right? So a good way to approach that is to go, hey, what do you need from me at this moment in time? Do you need me just to listen to what you have to say? Or do you, uh, need, are you looking for some advice for some suggestions? These things allow the other person, again, we're putting the responsibility on the other person to tell us what their needs are. And by doing that, that person, again, has to stop, think, gets themselves out of that emotional response kind of space to reply to you. So you can de-escalate a situation by simply asking somebody, hey, what do you need right now? Oh, okay, you need this. Can you explain to me why that's important right now? Can you give me more information about that point of view? Now, this doesn't mean we have to agree with their point of view. And it certainly doesn't mean we have to accept what they have to say. But by holding space, which is the great term everybody is using right now, but by holding space for that other individual, we are allowing that other individual to take a few minutes and go, I just need to breathe. I was uh, reading on Facebook and there is an anxiety group I belong to. And there are some people talking about how they just can't breathe in a mask. And one of the things I suggested, uh, because they were asking for advice, was maybe it wasn't the actual mask that was causing them anxiety, but the associations we bring to having to wear that mask. 
Every time we look at a mask, we think to ourselves, COVID. Every time we have to wear a mask, we think to ourselves, why isn't that person wearing a mask? Every time right now that we have to wear a mask, we also think about the political dis disruptions in our society. So whether we realize it or not, that mask, that piece of fabric or paper or whatever you happen to be using at the moment contains in itself a whole host of associations that are difficult for us to deal with. Super difficult for us to deal with. Even the most peaceful people in the world, once they put that mask on, they can't help but have their brain associate all the negative things that go along with the mask. So asking somebody to stop and think about why they're reacting the way they are reacting allows them to take a step back and to clarify things. So we have try not to react, take a deep breath first, ask clarifying questions, ask what needs are not being met by that other piece of person. So why are you feeling this way? What can I do for you, right? And then finally, I'm going to suggest not to interrupt the other person as they are communicating. In the United States, we are very individualistic people. We really believe in our own rights, in our own beliefs, in our own thoughts. We hold them extremely high. This is very different than people who live in what we call collectivist societies. And as a result, we can't help but think that our experience is exactly what the other person needs to hear. But nine times out of ten, it's not. So sometimes you have somebody, for example, saying something like, oh, that bud head cut me off, and I swear to God, they almost ran me over. And then you go, oh, God, 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 yeah, 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 no, 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 I totally get that. Oh, this asshole the other day did that to me. I had to go off the bloody road. I had to go off the road. I had to go off the road, off the road. And then what you did is you ambushed the conversation. That's what you have done. You've taken over the conversation. You've now brought the conversation to you rather than the person who needs to have you listen to them at this moment in time. So these are just some very practical tips from a longtime communication instructor that you can use to help descale arguments, to help descale an emotional situation, and to bring you and the other person or people back to a space of reasonable discussion. And again, you may not agree with each other. That person may have no interest whatsoever in hearing what you have to say. Maybe they don't think you have their best interest at heart or whatever is going on in their brain. Remember, they can't think. They are flooded with emotions. And if you are not flooded with emotions, then it's your turn to try to just help the situation. And if you can't help the situation and the person is still going off on you, back away and go, I'm sorry, I get that you are not in a good place to talk right now, so I'm just going to give you your space. Uh, I hope you feel better. I really, really do. I know it's hard right now. And then go. And those are some really good tips. And those are tips I often give my students um, who are also, you know, we all, we're all trying to figure out a way to communicate better to others and ourselves. 
And so now I'm going to ask you to keep these intentions in your mind as we do a very short meditation. Uh, I came to meditation myself uh, because of the fibromyalgia and the cancer, and two years ago, a volcano covered my dream house. <laughs> so I was in a kind of a mess. And I have found that meditation is extraordinarily helpful to calm those emotions and to bring you back to a place where you can breathe again. So the meditations I'm going to present uh, every Monday through Friday 9 a.m. Mountain Time, along with these little windows into thoughts about how we can live our life just a little bit better, more in alignment. Um, and you can approach these meditations in any way you really want to. I'm going to start playing uh, Elf Meditation. This is by Kevin McLeod. He's that wonderful performer who brings us a lot of royalty music, and I've used his music as backgrounds for a lot of my videos for my students. And today, I just want you to take a moment and find some place to sit. If you're in your car, turn this off, listen to it later. <laughs> you don't want to get in an accident if you become too relaxed because everything is kind of geared to creating a relaxing space right now. So find a good place to sit or you can lay down, you can be in a chair, on the floor, you know, whatever feels good to you, but just find a place that you're not gonna fall asleep because the idea really is that we want to have a relaxing alertness throughout a meditation process. And we're going to start by just taking a few deep breaths. Try to breathe in all the way to the root of your body. Imagine, if you will, a beautiful white or violet light coming through the top of your head as you breathe in, and then going all the way down your spine until it ends right at the root of your trunk. And let's just take a few minutes breathing in for a count of five, holding for a count of one, and then exhaling for a count of five with this visualization in mind. Now, I want you to imagine that that violet or white light starts to invade your body and it brings with it relaxation, gratitude, and a sense of joy. Feel as it starts to go around and inside your brain, finding all the corners and areas of your head 
making its way down to the base of your neck, your jawline, and inside all the cavities of your nose and your mouth and behind your eyes. And then imagine, if you will, this healing energy surrounding your neck, your vocal cords, going down into the shoulder area, your clavicle, your shoulder blades, and extending through your arms to the joints of your elbows, into your bones, your wrists, and every finger, feeling with this healing, joyful light. Now imagine that light starts to settle in your chest. It finds your lungs. It heals the lungs, your rib cage, throughout your skin. Now that light goes into your vital organs, your heart, your digestive tract, your liver, spleen, gallbladder, and then it goes into your hips, your hip sockets, your pelvic bone area, as it finds its way to your thighs and then your knees, finding every gap, every piece of connected tissue, the healing energy surrounds, bringing energy and light, your calves, your shins, your ankles and your feet. Feel it kind of tickle your feet as it looks for the arches, the heel, all the many bones in your feet and your toes, one toe at a time. And now imagine color you associate with stuff that no longer serves you, those emotions that hold you back, thoughts that hold you back, pain, discomfort that might hold you back. Place that color onto that energy and as you exhale, imagine all of that stuff leaving your body. See it make its journey. You can feel it 
pulls out of your skin, your muscles, your bones, your joints. And as you exhale, all that no longer serves you leaves at the top of your crown of your head. And that energy then can be sent to the earth. Maybe you send it to an imaginary fire, something that can help recycle that energy back to a neutral place so it can be used again in the world. Let's take a few minutes to complete this visualization on our own. Now, bring your breath to your heart center and imagine that your heart center is expanding with gratitude, compassionate communication, a sense of well-being, Enjoy. When you are ready, release that visualization and simply sit with your breath. Don't try to control the breath, just observe it. We can live in our emotions, but oftentimes it's a good idea to observe them, just sit with them. Try not to judge. For those of you that like to focus on sound or vibration, I want to encourage you to breathe in the vibration of hum and then to breathe out the vibration of so. It's more like hearing this phrase 
rather than saying it. And let's just take a few minutes to sit with the sounds. If you find yourself distracted by noise, sensations, or thoughts, simply place those pieces of, di of distraction on a cloud and then send them away into another room. You can get to them later. When you are ready, release the mantra and sit silently in being, in existence. As you go about your day today, consider how you can be a compassionate communicator. How can you communicate compassionately to yourself and others? Thank you for joining me. Mahalo and Namaste.